0: podcast, episode twenty eight. Twenty eight days later, I guess, would be the Crazy. Yeah. So I guess we'll all wake up and zombies will have taken over. Again. That's the wrong podcast. That would be the Walking Dead T V podcast. <laughs> Tonight we have a full slate of D C T V and uh all kinds of fun stuff, including the finale, the season finale for Gotham, the next to the last episode of Arrow, and uh the next to the last to the next to the last episode of the Flash, yes. I know it's confusing. But here to sort it all out for us is uh, Oswald Cobblepot's personal hairstylist, Mr. Gerald Taylor. I just say give him a jerry curl. I just, in this episode, he had that sticking up through the whole thing, the whole fight with Mooney, everything. The hair was perfect. If, if his mom could have just took her spit and just, she probably just put it down. And Gorilla Grodd's many petty specialist, Richard the Chepto children.
1: Oof. Yay.
0: Because if, uh, if Grodd needs anything, it's a pedicure, right? And he wow. like gorilla feet. <laughs> he does. I he will
1: think. tell you this it takes a lot of paraffin wax.
0: A lot. Yeah. You probably have to use those like hedge clippers, too. So uh, I think we should just jump right in. We'll just do them in chronological order as we normally do. And of course, at the end of the show, we'll have news and uh, stuff in the Facebook group, which you should join. It's the DCTV podcast Facebook group. Oddly <laughs> enough, titled that. Whoa! Somebody dropped something. Oh, that—that's my table moved. Ah, oh,
2: okay. It was—it wasn't the glass. <laughs> Put a back.
0: I promise. They all got a special glass this week from some, some good friends. Yeah, very good friends. After uh, being uh, a, after being uh, missing in action for the past two episodes because we we're dealing with the ogre and uh, Barbara going crazy and whatnot, Fish Mooney walks in from the mist. So happy. <laughs> I'm so glad. So funny. Now I think it was um, it might have been John Davis in the group. We'll talk about it later. But he said it reminded him at the beginning of "Beat It." It did. <laughs> it was <like>, hey, a <laughs> hey, walking yeah. out of the all <laughs> like, color coordinated. And yeah, I gotta admit, like Mooney's new look is kind of like out of Road Warrior. You know what I mean? All you would need is what if Jim
2: Gordon started like dancing backwards or something? Like one of them started dancing, right? And doing the doing going dancing back with the comb. With the fake comb,
0: <laughs> oh, it would have been great. Oh, they, have, they, wasted, they missed an opportunity there for sure. Yeah. Um. is is just kind of hanging out, and mm-hmm. sees uh, Fish Mooney coming into town, and she's like, "Hey, I might as well hang out with Fish." Captain yeah. Fish. Why not? Right? So <laughs> after never meeting each other for you know, the entire show, they're finally gonna. Yeah. You know, she's gonna all of a sudden be her lieutenant, I guess.
2: Yeah, we're homies.
0: Yeah, I had a little bit of an issue, but I am going to go with the most interesting storyline first, which would be uh, the gang war that we left stewing at the end of the last episode that we kind of forget about at the beginning of this one because they stopped to talk to Fish Mooney and they stopped to watch Bruce Wayne look for a secret door mm. <laughs> in Ted's office. But the gang war, <laughs> the gang war is the, the big thing going on here. Um, Falcone got hit with a you know the uh, as he was buying a chicken at the end of last episode. <laughs> Uh, his car got hit with a rocket launcher, and he's in the hospital. Gordon goes to see him, just as Penguin is trying to kill him. He's there with Butch. Uh, oh, I hate it. I knew that was coming, didn't you? He was just about to put the scalpel to Falcone's throat, and then uh, Gordon comes in and arrests him for attempted murder. <laughs> of
2: course he does.
0: Anyway, um, Falcone says, look, I can get back control of the city. If Maroni takes over, it's going to be you know, civil war for, for years. You know, before there's a new boss, I, I can take control back over. You know, in, give me two days in my safe house. So Gordon believes him because, you know, Falcone and Gordon's dad have history, which we'll touch back on later. Um, he uh, at the hospital, Gordon is there with his automatic and uh, up walks one of Moroni's men. He's like, hey, I thought they paid you guys off. <laughs> Gordon's like, oh, I must not have gotten the memo or whatever. And they send him back and they send out Commissioner Loeb, uh, Peter Scolari. And, uh, he, he tries to talk Gordon into leaving. He tells him hope is for losers. Yeah, it is. Which, real nice. So anyway, uh, Loeb leaves and says, it's all yours. And then we get this cool, like, John Woo, uh, tribute for the next, like, five to ten minutes. So that, you know, he's, like, double, he's double wielding, uh, pistols. He's jumping over broken glass and, and, uh, and desks and, uh. It just reminded me very much of, like, a John Woo movie, you know, especially the way it was lit, too, like, through the like the side lighting through windows. Gordon fights his way out, and Bullock meets him there, and uh, they, they get their way uh, into an ambulance with Falcone, Penguin, Butch. And they have a whole, you know, hunting party or whatever. They pile everybody into an ambulance. They uh, almost run over Moroni on their way out of the hospital. Um, they go to a safe house, a, a giant, like, car warehouse, where Falcone says the only people that know about this place are dead. And literally, as soon as they get out of the ambulance, there's Fish Mooney and her gang. Of course. Having already taken residence in the warehouse. Looking absolutely ridiculous.
1: Acting absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. And, I mean, I I had posted in the Facebook group about how this was mo- both an awesome and terrible finale. And this is part of the terrible. That ridiculous haircut. That ridiculous. You know what? Look, you real- ain't smart.
2: bad. You ain't, you ain't bad. bad. You ain't, hey, ain't nothing.
1: nothing. You ain't nothing, Chubb. You, you ain't nothing. I ever. I just, she just looked be. ridiculous. Even even, even. Selena looked Beety. ridiculous with that mimic hairstyle she had going on. She could have started off the dance.
2: You, you noticed that? Yeah, she could have been yeah. yeah. dance in the beginning.
0: Or She could have she like, like, been,
2: like, been the kid in the middle just doing yeah.
0: the. Right. Yep. Yeah. So Jackson, like a well, little break dance move during the guitar solo. Because I didn't know yeah. till recently that she actually
1: <laughs> came from humble beginnings as a professional dancer, the actress. Yep. So I, yep. I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so yeah, they could have done that.
0: Get another missed opportunity. And, you know, I miss the Elliott cameo. would have been awesome, too. But oh. anyway. <laughs> yes.
2: Don't get <laughs> me started. That would have been hot. That would right. not, so. so
0: Fish Mooney's looking like an extra from the new Mad Max movie that's coming out. She's like studs <laughs> in her head. Studs in her skull and uh, you know kind of a, a two thirds Mohawk. Uh Kyle is new hand hand. What? a new no? lieutenant. All you need is a metal hand. Yeah, metal hand and a leather jacket, and you're good to go. Cool. Um, so uh Fish Mooney ties up uh, strings up uh, Falcone, uh, Gordon, Penguin, and uh and, Bullock. and Janet. Then, Yes. Who runs border Town? Master Blaster runs Border Town, dude. Everybody okay. knows. Look that <laughs> up. Everybody knows Master Blaster runs Border Town. <laughs> Walk away, leave the gas. We'll live to Keep your lives. There you go. There's another one to look up. Okay. That movie's even better. That's if you're gonna watch it if you're gonna watch a Mad Max movie, go for the best one. Go, go for, for the Border Warrior, dude. But anyway, so it's, I, I like to see where Fish like walks up the line. It's like, uh, you know, Falcone, you know, I'm going to give your head to Maroni, Gordon, uh, I'll make it quick for you. You know, Penguin, I'm going to give you a long, slow death. And then she walks by Bullock and she's like, we're cool. And, Bullock goes, yes. and Bullock's just like, yes. <laughs> 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 Look on his face like, yes. <laughs> All right. Yes, we're cool. We're cool. I'm not going to get killed, maybe. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, so he, Maroney shows up to claim Falcone, of course, and because of him being cocky and having to be, you know, number one and pushing. Oh,
2: his mouth, so just,
0: yeah, he just ran his mouth a little too much, Tarantino-style. Oh, right. uh, just kind of pushing Mooney's buttons, and Mooney just puts one right in his forehead. See, and then, that went
2: a little too long for me. And yeah.
0: It went a little too long. Yeah, that did go for a while. Um, the, uh, the, you know, uh, gunfire goes on. Uh... Gordon is able to free uh, everybody that's uh, strung up, and they all escape, kind of. Um, they, they all get away. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Fish and uh, Penguin end up, uh, like, fighting each other in the, in the warehouse. You know, F- Penguin takes out a bunch of dudes. Um, pretty, pretty, you know, pretty high body count for Penguin. I mean, usually he's just, like, that up-close-and-personal kind of guy with that kind of thing. Um, but, uh, him and, him and uh, uh, he ends up following fish up to the top of a, r- of a roof. Um, they fight, and as they're fighting, uh, Butch shows up with a gun, and he doesn't know which one to shoot, because he has been, condu- he has had the imperial conditioning, as it were. Uh, so he doesn't know which, which, um, which to shoot, whether he shoots Penguin or Mooney. He ends up shooting both of them, and, uh, as he's apologizing to fish, Penguin comes up and clocks him of the two by four, and then says goodbye, fish, and pushes her off the side of the building to the icy, briny deep below. Now, I wait a, a minute! Body. Wait a minute! Stop, everybody! Stop. Okay. Stay with me now. No body. Nobody. No death. Okay. No death,
1: and that's just the thing. Is is I want to see a body. <laughs> it better wash up somewhere, something, because then I saw an interview. With Jada Pinkett Smith, where they were talking about, you know, is she dead? And the whole thing of, you know, well, you said you won't be appearing in season two, which the, she then corrected to, "No, I will not be a series regular in season." She's two. She's not
2: contracted to yeah. season two yet. That's what she right. Said.
1: And no, and so dead. now I'm just like, why can her character mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. die? Like her <laughs> acting <laughs> career? See, just come
0: on! It Martha will, go will. It's like, if uh-huh. you I'm sorry, but like the promo art everywhere, like for Gotham, she, it's her face and Ben McKenzie's face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, mean, I find it very hard to believe, you know, when they said, when they announced that she wouldn't be back for, you know, as a regular in season two, I found it very hard to believe she wouldn't be there at all. And this is the, this is the same kind of cliche death that uh, took me off of Scott Snyder's run of Batman. <laughs> Yeah, when the Joker fell off a cliff into the ocean the same way, I'm just like, come on! This is the most cliched way to get rid of a villain and have them come back later and not be dead that I can Mm -hmm. think of. It's like a soap opera trope. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, it is. It is. It's just that you don't want to have to. You don't
2: want to have to find a a better way to bring a character back if they don't. You know, because that's easy. You can. You know, having them dive in the water or something. That's easy. Right, but. Killing them off another way and having them come back—you have to put some thinking into that, and and people don't want to do that.
1: Like fish through an hourglass, these are the tropes <laughs> of her lives. Well, you know what?
2: She is going to be a regular on an on an HBO show, so that probably
0: bodes well for her not being a regular on this show. Yeah, I could see her coming back, like the um, maybe the mid season. Finale or like the season finale of, of season two Something mm-hmm. like that Maybe in a few flashback sequences who knows
2: and it's not her f- I mean she if they wrote her better It could be the character could could be something that they could do something with it's not her fault Like it's funny because even describing the character when she described her own character I it, I came off thinking wow that would have been a nice thing to see yeah, and, <laughs> I, suppose,
1: I, I, suppose I know, well, what, it's I know it's what you're it. talking about, but you know, the All whole right. thing is, too, is, you know, yes, it's the writing, and yes, maybe a little bit of the way they're directing that character, but she's consciously making a choice in how she delivers it, and it... Her, the way she speaks, the mannerisms that she has—it's so. That's still the problem, with the director
2: and the and the showrunner, because all you have to do is say, "Hey, uh, uh, Miss Smith, we would like you to do it a different way." And she did it a different way.
1: They wanted this, and they wanted this. With any projects, TV, movies, whatever, it's all a collaborative effort. You can't put it all on one person, generally. You can't, but, but an
2: actor... But she, but I'm pretty but sure the, if they yeah. had told her to do it another way, that she would have done it another... I've never heard of her being an actress, and she's been acting since she was in her teens. I've mm-hmm. never heard any bad stuff with her of when a director tries to tell her something, she... Disregards it and does it her own way. And, and especially th- not for
0: this. I think a lot of it has to uh, be put on the shoulders of the writing too, though. It has to be. It has. No, even... I
1: agree. I like agree. the way I they write be. her
0: character is all over the place. She's supposed to be menacing they, She's supposed to be friendly. They ham up, up her character. Then, you know? They they
2: ham up her character. You Big they time. write to it, it being hammed up. So I'm pretty sure she wants. to I mean, I'm pretty sure they want the the that type of over the top type of personality on the show she seems to be that you know that she seemed they seem to write her storyline to uh to do that to go in that direction that's what i mean well, you, like but this-
1: you can you can write a character and shoot and direct and play a character that's over the top without being ridiculous and that's the thing is is i don't mind the over the topness if it actually plays well it's the fact that it just seems so ridiculously over the top to the point ah. that it's almost made it it's almost uh uh uh, you know, campy and a farce of itself. But and I mean, the whole the thing is too is I show. I agree. You know, with the collaborative effort and everything. But when you look at a lot of the other characters in the show, you're not seeing those type of problems. And it's the same people writing and directing those characters as well. But I think you know, that
2: goes to the unevenness of that uh, that people have had for this yeah. show. Is that it goes from uh serious crime noir to straight camp all of a sudden and then goes right back to crime noir right. which is hard to do and i that's been the issue with this season now next season we'll see what they do but i mean i know a lot of the criticisms have been because of the the up and down with that and that's something they got to work on
0: well something we've said too about how we we're, we're always uh, never sure what the show's trying to be what it's trying to play to. right mm-hmm. you know i mean the, i mean and we are not right, alone yeah. Yeah, we're not alone in that criticism.
2: We're not alone. Even people that, and I like the show, I still like the show, and I mean other people that like the show, still we all kind of have that same question of what are you trying to do? What kind of show do you want? And we would like for them to make that decision, and I think that they will look at everything that's been going on, the criticism the show has had, and the things that people have, have liked about the show, and I think they're going to have to to fix that. I, I do. Will, I think
1: they will. they will spend time retooling that and everything. And I also have to add on to my comment about, you don't see that with any other character, because I have to take that back, because there's another character in this episode that when we get to it, I'll talk about it, but I felt right. that the direction of it was just terrible. The acting was terrible. And some of
2: the villains have been kind of, you know, you yeah. had some good ones, but we've also had some kind of, you know... Kind of yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. So we've had that issue, we've had that problem though. So it goes to that.
0: Yeah. Um So fish Mooney over the side of a building. Um, <laughs> the next, <clears throat> sorry. I know it choked next, you up when you fell over that. I know it did. It, it did. did. I really. You know, I love that fish. Anyway, um, Penguin stands on the exact same ledge the fish just fell off of. Knowing uh-huh. the Butch is sitting there behind him, I thought sure butch I was, was going to come and push him right off. I we did. All too. Think we I'm all like... did.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I think we all did, I and mean, he we would have went. Dang.
0: He stands there and says that he's the king of Gotham, the king of Gotham. Yeah. Um, before Gordon went on his little uh, John Woo sprint uh, with the with the guys from Maroney's gang, uh, he sent <laughs> he um, sent Leslie Thompson to go talk to Barbara, and talk about another in a string of bad ideas. <laughs> how about I'm gonna have my ex girlfriend analyze, or uh, my my current girlfriend analyze my ex girlfriend who just got done being you know terrorized by well, a serial killer. He didn't
1: want that. He didn't want that. He was making those eye movements of no, this is not a good idea, and she was along with it until I. I mean, the whole thing fell open right there. I knew what was going to go down. Not exactly how it went down, but I knew what was going to go down.
0: Right. And I'm like,
1: this is so bad of an idea.
0: They uh, talk and talk and talk until Barbara starts to scare Lee, and then Barbara grabs a knife and come out comes after her. Jack Torrance in the Shining style, like e- even going through a door, uh, you know, chipping away a door. I was waiting for her to go. Here's Barbara. <laughs> um, then, uh, then they fight some more, and finally Lee has the upper hand. is starting to like beat Barbara's skull into the floor. When who walks in but Jim and Bullock and Falcone to which yeah. you know, Bullock says I told him women were trouble. I this
1: was seriously worried scene. that this was going to be the end of Leslie Tompkins. I was afraid that Barbara was going to end up killing her.
0: Especially uh, knowing sorry. that Marina Bachran is making that Deadpool movie now.
1: Yeah. But you
0: know what was really good
2: was that I like that scene. Like it the right amount I think the right amount of comedy was that scene. When they come yeah. up when they come in. Like that's the that was funny. That was good to do it like that. Wasn't over the top. Wasn't too much. Wasn't, you know, like even though there was a, the gravity of the moment was still there, but it was just that nice little joke right there. And then they cut and we go to the next thing.
1: And I believe I called it last week that Barbara was the one that killed her parents and not psycho. Star,
0: uh, I think
2: seriously. you did. Yeah, you did. I think you did. Either way, she was the kill. I thought she was the killer because she named her parents. When he said to pick somebody, she picked her parents. She was the killer.
1: But she didn't me, pick them, because she mentions in this episode how she didn't realize until they were halfway there that they were going to her parents. Of course, that yeah. could have been a lie to to, to, to Tompkins, too. I, that could have been a lie, because
2: how, why would he even be going to her, out of everybody, why would he go to her parents? Like Because
0: she told him to. Right. So she is the killer. right? Right. But, yeah. Uh, the other two uh, plot lines we have going on. Bruce is sure that his father has hid something secret somewhere in his library. They tear the place up. Finally, he realizes something that Lucius Fox said to him ties in to one of the books in the library, and inside he finds a remote control that opens a, uh, a door to the bat cave, one would assume. It's a stairway behind the fireplace that goes down, deep down into a cave. And you can hear the bats. So. yes. <laughs> that makes it a cave, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Now, this is where I wanted to, I don't want to gloss over this too much because this is where I had another problem with the directing and acting. And that was not so much the whole storyline as it played out intermittently through the episode. But the first time when he is, he's basically just yelling at, at, at Alfred about his father and, you know, he knows it's in the room and everything else. It, it, it was very statically delivered and I know he's a kid actor, but he's done a pretty fantastic job so far. I just, I'm wondering why they didn't have better takes to use in the final edit because the delivery of all of his lines it just did it didn't seem genuine it just seemed like he was just spitting out the lines as they were given to him and that was it and you know that's another point where i'm just like that had to been the directing right there because the the what they wrote for the character to say and that wasn't bad um, and we know that he's delivered his lines much better in other episodes, but th- that scene just, it took me right out of it. It was like watching a, a kid's school play.
0: It, I agree with you. I agree with you. Then the other flying plot line that got dealt with this week was, uh, uh Kringle realized the <laughs> note that, uh, her, her dead suitor left her. Well, she doesn't know he's dead. Uh, the first letter in every word spells out Nigma.
2: Norman,
0: and uh, mm-hmm. he's like, "You know what a coincidence, huh?" And then they, uh, she as she leaves, <laughs> he has kind of a little psychotic break there among the uh, file cabinets. This is my favorite scene of the episode.
2: And then he changes into his mother's dress. Yeah, and he sits in the house, and he sits in the window. It reminded me more of Gollum. Oh, everybody! mean more Norman Bates. I, I I thought straight of Norman Bates as <laughs> he did the whole. No, shut up! You don't have to kill her. Yeah, we still love I mean, her. Like they they
1: they they wrote and edited and shot that so well. I mean, like I said, it was my favorite scene in the entire episode because I genuinely felt his his schizophrenia and his 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 just his psychotic break. I could feel it in watching and listening to that. So, And it's definitely my favorite Enigma moment of the entire season. Uh, I just thought it was so well done. I
2: agree.
0: So the season finale of Gotham. Kind of a lot of moving parts all coming together. Um, yeah. Seemed a little rushed too, especially after we spent three episodes dealing with the Ogre. Very rushed. Right, it was like a yeah, right. was like three or four episodes worth of stuff here. I do like the Jim thing,
2: the discussion at the end with Jim and how he, and he talked about his father. All oh, right, when Falcone like, gives him the knife, mm-hmm. Oh and yeah, said, that was good. What he said to him was what I like. See, it's little pieces of that that that's like I need more of that for this show. Uh, when he when he tells him, your father was the most honest man I ever ne- I ever met. And yet he still carried a knife. That says a lot about him. Right. You know, that's the character stuff that I want to hear. And that goes to how James Jim is going to have to be for Gotham. You be honest. <laughs> that doesn't mean you don't carry a knife when you need to.
1: Well, that, and that's you don't... the one. Hmm, go ahead. It, well, I'll say that's the one thing that this show has done very well. And, you know, we all kind of look at this as more the story of Jim Gordon than than anything else. Or at least I do. But, yeah, um, I do. That that is the thing that they have done consistently well through every episode, whether it's Balloon Man or whatever else is that they have given nods and clues and pieces to the character of Jim Gordon that we know he's going to become that we know Mm -hmm. from the comic books. You know, obviously there's probably going to be some other differences, but they have really built his character and Bullock as well. Not not quite as much, but definitely everything with Gordon and Bullock has just been, you know, top notch for me. And there, you know, and there are like like we were discussing a few minutes ago, there are things that have kind of just made it a mixed bag as far as the show goes. But hopefully they spend some time in the writers room this summer and retool it to bring out what was positive and you know, and, and, and go forward from there. So, but yeah, no, I, I just, I love that scene with Falcone at the, yeah, with Jimmy. Very talking. important scene. Right. And I wonder though, I wonder if
2: this whole thing with Barbara is something that came up later because maybe the character wasn't, well, didn't, people didn't take to the character as much or they always plan to do this. Right. I'm curious to hear that. Like I, as the, you know, as they'll do more interviews and things of that nature and maybe in the DVDs, We'll, we'll hear more about it, but I really wonder if she was supposed to be, you know, a, a character that was supposed to really, you know, be more like the comic version where, you know, they were married and maybe he falters later on and they'll do that. Or was she supposed to go down this crazy road? because She's more, a lot more
0: interesting as the crazy. Yeah. Well, she's yeah. I, I, oh, go ahead, Jim. I was going to say, it seemed like the writers didn't know what to do with her. Mm-hmm. You know, like they had the whole plot yeah. line of her wanting to be closer to Jim's world. And then when she got drawn in, she almost got killed. So, I mean, it seemed like they didn't really know where to where to um, take her from there. So I'm fine with them yeah. doing this. At least it's interesting, you know.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I've liked the fact that they've had her playing this this crazy, um, you know, because that's one of the things that's interesting about her character in the comic. That's one of the things that I like about Jim Jr. in the comic. You know, you mentioned Scott Snyder earlier. There was a run on Detective Comics he did before the New 52 happened that was all about Jim Jr. And I see a lot of that psychotic and that psychosis uh, going on in the way they're writing Uh, Barbara in the show, my only regret to this is, you know, is is it going to keep us from ever having Barbara Jr. or Jim Jr., which, you know, they still could have those in other characters that he has kids with someone else down the road. But I think it would be interesting to see that, you know, maybe she does some some psychotic something or other down season two or season three to where she ends up seducing Jim, you know, or something like that and ends up having. Barbara Jr. or whatever so but you know I, I I've appreciated the psychotic character that they've had in her this season I just I'm wondering if it, if it's a little too early in the storyline of Gotham to have her have the break the psychotic break that she's had with the ogre yeah it's gonna be some like
2: I we even talk, talk a little bit about this we've done this throughout the season and I would, I would say there has been kind of issues with the way women are written, especially on the superhero uh, shows. Like there's, how they go from okay characters to annoying, to acting crazy, to like, it's, it's all about the writing. And I wonder if she was written a certain way for a little while. And then they because they, they went from her being um, positive and supportive to being petty and selfish and obtuse and a little two dimensional. Right. So I wonder if they teetled on that for so long and then eventually they just said, I don't know what else to do with her. And they just said, let's just go full out. You know, let's just let's just go crazy with her and just let her, you know, have her character just snap.
1: Well, and that's another reason I like the, the the Tompkins character, because they have played her as a very straightforward and strong headed woman who basically, you know, is, is more Jim's equal than anything else.
2: You know, and, and that's and, the difference, like the, because right. when they brought her in, they on purpose wrote her as that like they did. They did not even when they had disagreements, they made sure they wrote her as a person. As opposed to being childish, and so right. I want I I so I that's a good way you can do it, and I when we get to, I think when we get to the flash episode, we could discuss it a little bit more when we get to that too.
1: Right, and I mean, even looking at Selena, I mean, she's a character that definitely has. Been written into different, you know, mm-hmm. attitudes well, she and, and outlooks, and that's the thing is it, <laughs> yeah. it's not so much that she was written as a, a female character because of that. She was just written as a adolescent teenager exactly. who can't make up their mind on what they want to be. But one thing that's definitely for sure with her is there's something a little broken inside,
2: mm-hmm. you know. Well, and her, it all. I think her and Bruce, their issue has been identity. You know, trying to right. find that identity of who right. they want to be. Who are they going to be? Because there are parts when she is kind. There's parts when she is the little bandit. <laughs> you know, there are parts where you she gets kind. dark. You is <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> she- but then there's- she has a darkness to her because you can see that living on the streets, she's experienced a lot of right. bad things. Exactly. So- and that's a thing that uh, Selena throughout any incarnation uh and all she's al-
1: we've seen she's already killed, and we don't right. know that that was her first kill either. You know, we're just assuming no, it is, don't. but you know.
0: We don't Okay, speaking of first kills and other kinds of kills, let's move on to I Zombie. Yes. Episode eight excellent. Episode let's get it eight, real dead air. And uh, this week's Brain brain of the Week goes to uh, a relationship specialist uh, radio show host, kind of, uh, I guess, like Dr. Phil or Frazier or somebody. Right. Um, and once she eats the brains of this woman, uh, she is giving everyone advice on how to live their life. And nobody wants it. <laughs> like, everyone in the episode is like, she's like, oh, well, that's a classic repression syndrome. I mean, you must have things going on with your mother, you know. Nobody wants to, you know, hear what she has to say on the pop set, right. uh, scene. Um, we had a lot of really cool uh, uh, over, uh, you know, story arc things happen during the procedural, though. Uh, Ravi uh, kind of falls for uh, her uh, Liz's roommate, Peyton. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, Peyton comes in to help Major after he got beat up in the, in the jail, and Ravi just kind of falls for her and tries to get the, the 411 from Liv on her. And let me, can I throw in, it is so
2: good. You can tell that the writers are, are, you can tell that they're good writers when they didn't try to do the trope of her best friend hooking up with Major. Yeah, yeah. That is an annoying cliche that I'm so glad that they did not do. Because like they, they could have
1: easily done it. There was plenty easily. of times in the first seven, eight episodes that they for could a second have I thought they were
2: when 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 they were really in the beginning in the pilot when they were all getting down on on her for breaking up with Major. Right. I a like, part of me was like, oh please don't have have it be that her best friend hooks up with him and and then that causes a whole thing. And I'm glad they didn't. They really didn't do that. They just they are just all good friends. And
1: well and yeah and regardless of the fact that they're no longer engaged in w- or whatnot, there's enough respect that goes around mm-hmm. through each of them for each other that I don't think they would go that way. Not that and I not would blame him, not, but not still. with
0: you two <laughs> right not with right. two showrunners, uh, they wouldn't do something like that they don't they don't do that cliche too much They kind of stretch the patience of some of their friendship though with her i mean compulsive need to take everyone down psychologically in this episode like yeah like everyone she goes you know she goes after everyone and uh it's just kind of weird and funny that you're kind of getting analysis of all these characters after we've like learned about them have
1: either of you ever had friends close friends that were you know shrinks or anything like that because I've had two of them that were close friends, and that's exactly how they were. Every conversation you're having, <laughs> they 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 analyze things, and you just want to punch them in the
0: face. And school? Would like, uh, you uh, just talk to me? Now, how did that make psychology. you feel? How did that make exactly. you feel Richard when they did that? How did yeah. that make you, you know,
1: feel? It, it it made me feel a little, you know, frightened that they were going to uncover things about me that I don't want people to know.
0: <laughs> I liked that's it. My my, my favorite. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You go. I'm just saying. My favorite line the whole episode was when they found out about the one rat eating all the other rats. Yeah. And Liv is like the Lannisters send their regards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. That's that one that thing is. I love about this show is every episode there's some good nerdy, geeky reference to something, and I I love it. I absolutely. It is. Love it. Yeah.
2: it is. That's the stuff that I. Um, it, it, that's the stuff that makes the the show fun for fun to to watch, even when it's. Some dark stuff,
0: you know. Even when there's some
2: really dark stuff that
0: comes up, it's still
2: they still manage to put
0: a couple of jokes in there. Well, again, it's the writing. I mean, the writing keeps yeah, totally. the tone. I mean, we talked about mm-hmm. Gotham being all over the place, not being able to find a tone. Uh, yeah. Zombie has this very specific tone where it's walking this line between like horror genre and humor, and right. that's a really hard thing to do, and and mm-hmm. keep it not you know not too goofy or not too scary. You know what I mean? Uh, right. So I mean, it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely again it's the writing, you know that tone is, is spot on for the show. If it were too much of either, if it was too funny, I think it, you know it just would would suffer like the 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 you know the more you know the darker storylines would suffer. And I think if it was right. too horror, then it would be too much. It'd be too it'd be like watching The Walking Dead. It'd be almost like oppressive after a while. Yeah, well, sure. and what's
1: what's impressive about this show is the fact that. They set that tone from the first episode. A lot of new television shows, they need three to six episodes
0: to mm-hmm. kind of find
1: their way and find that tone they want. Like we said, Gotham is still kind of finding it. I think we have one. It's just, you know, not consistent. But, I mean, that's what that's one of the things, you know, we've said it many times. We had very low expectations going into this show, and it just right. surprised us all the way around. And that's the thing is – it's it set its tone, it set consistency and everything from the very first episode, and it stuck with it, and I love it.
0: We also find out more about the overarching zombie conspiracy as Blaine has a meeting with Lieutenant Suzuki. Uh, it turns out they did move all that they those bodies that they found out that the, uh, you know, the sister wives. Saying a couple episodes, that's where they moved all the bodies from the skate park, and they talk about it. And then right. Blaine is like, "I'm literally your meal ticket," you know. So I guess the Blaine. Um, supply thing is you know getting even bigger than we thought. Oh, it's getting worse. It's and even totally well, worse. I mean, we find well, that out we, at the very end it, when, yeah. when when Liv is hanging out with Lowell mm-hmm. and they decide to have a little brain together, and when she eats the brain, she sees Oof. Major's friend getting his shoes taken away from him. Yeah. Um. So she realizes now, and she sees Blaine making deliveries, So now she now knows, so her her dreamboat boyfriend is getting brains from Blaine. Now, what
2: I'm unsure on is does he get the flashes like she gets the flashes? None of the other zombies mention it. They never mention it, right? She seems to be... And they call her special. Blaine calls her special.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, but now... Well, but... They do take on the characteristics, though, because, like, her boyfriend yes, was that part, gay zombie she last seems week because be ate the, a gay
2: brain. But. Right, right. But she seems to be the one that gets the images of them, like, the direct images of right. from their brains. I don't think the others get that. Hmm.
1: Yeah, it's not been established. That's true.
2: I think that that's what's coming out is that that's what makes her special out of all the other zombies, I think, is that she gets the flashes. I think Blaine gets it, too. But just Blaine has no, um, he has no no remorse for anything, so it doesn't matter to him about flashes. He, he well, and care. I
1: wonder if this is going to cause some turmoil between her and her boyfriend because she mm-hmm. now knows where he's getting the brains from. But, oh, you know, you know, but he doesn't know. He the but, Blaine's a killer. But I don't did, think he knows. Oh, well, but I mean, if somebody's supplying that many brains, you have to wonder. You know, but it's but, true. But,
2: and, but we, that, and you know what? I could be wrong. I'm thinking she, he doesn't know, but I don't know. Like, we don't know this is guy. Not,
1: is I'm kind of hoping that she she doesn't, you know, pull the whole, you know, I'm just not going to talk to him about it. And I'm going to, you know, be behind the scenes to see what's going on. I hope she just mm-hmm. confronts him and say, hey, the dude you're getting your brains from is a killer. And you know what? I can supply you brains from work and you don't have to go and spend the money and support someone killing homeless people or but the, kids in a skate park. And but whatnot. the scary
2: part is if he is a killer also. Like, true. you don't know. She doesn't that know this true. guy like that. So you can't, like, you could, it might not be a good thing to just throw it all out there that you know about Blaine and you know about him. Because if he is in it with Blaine and he is a killer... That bodes badly for everyone because Blaine knows where she works. Blaine knows yeah. her coworker. That's dangerous for her friends. I mean, he's not just a co-worker he's a friend. I mean, in, and in that, he's a
1: coworker that knows the secret. As right, well.
2: so that's dangerous for him too. So she can't just come out and accuse him right away. Yeah, you're it's, right,
1: man. It just it, what man it makes for great drama. They should write
0: it, a TV show on it. I know they should. Well, they did. It's called iZombie, and we like. it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wait, (laughs) Should we go uh, move on to some giant gorilla action? Oh, but you missed the the bit and the got bit. What did I forget? The guy got bit.
2: Ravi got bit.
0: Oh, right. Ravi got bit. Oh, crap. I forgot. That's a big deal.
2: I'm (laughs) sorry. I'm waiting for you to get to that. Like, what? What? You didn't gasp? Like, that was like, oh, no. Because I've been worried about Ravi getting bit. For the last five or six episodes, because he just doesn't seem to be safe about it, right? With the well, the, the question the is: Is
1: does the bite from the animal pass the the? That's
2: the yeah. question.
1: Yeah, you know?
2: okay. I'm sorry. He even had a chainmail glove, and any any he, he he puts on a chainmail glove to handle the infected rat. And you get to the end and you think everything's great. Like Robbie is going to go out with her because there was a nice scene of Robbie basically saying to her because she's been so closed off about stuff. And she just assumed that her friend, she dates all these pretty boys and everything and totally, you know, jet setters and all that kind of stuff. And they would never she assumed her friend would never want to date Robbie. And Robbie was like, and Robbie, they could have played off Robbie as just being the lonely nerd who can't get a date. But yeah, instead, but she,
1: he, hmm? he's he's not an ugly dude, you know. It's I the, mean, well, to it's not even about it's, that, but he, you know, but he
2: could have been portrayed as the nerd. Like that's an easy cliche to do. That he could have been portrayed as the, the 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 awkward nerd guy.
1: Well, but and instead there's a lot of procedural in this show, and a lot of your procedurals, you usually have that lab guy who is, yeah, and they could have right. gone with that rope, They could they have
2: didn't. gone the easy right. way, but what I liked is they didn't do that, and Rob was like, I'm a hell of a cat, shoot, freak that, I don't, care. I don't know about you, but I know about me, <laughs> Sorry, right. I'm going to ask
0: your friend out, like, Shoot, right, and, and it kinda, it right, right when she said yes to go on, on a date with him, that she that he got bit by the rat. I forgot. Yeah, and
2: it and it also kind of smacked her in the face about her own thing. Like she was so worried about, are we in? You know, the her and the guy she's dating now are they in step? Like, cause she'd been major, they'd been in love for eons, and she's thinking that every relationship is supposed to be like that right off the bat. And instead of not living, kind of not, you know, like she just stopped herself exactly. from living. And this is another one of those episodes where, listen, we don't know what the hell is going to happen, but you got to live something. You
1: got to live, kind of live, well, somehow. That, that point right there is what's really great about this show because pre being a zombie, she mm-hmm. didn't live life. No, she lived in books. She lived in in school. She lived mm-hmm. in preparing for a career. She Everything was in order. Life. It
2: Everything took her dying.
1: Order and becoming yeah. a zombie to learn to start to actually live. And that yeah. that's another thing that's just great about this show. And, and 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 also
2: like a show where you come to like all these characters and root for them when they give you a happy everything starts to go well, that's when that's <laughs> when they pull the rug out.
0: Yep, Robbie said gets that
2: bit. Before. Robbie gets bit and and she finds out her boyfriend gets the brains from the the, the bad guy like that's you know love this show man like I when this happened I was like I want I want to know now what's gonna happen I want to watch the other episode right now that happened twice actually well I want to say actually for the next for this Flash and Arrow I have never wanted to watch the next episode like so much oh man for all of these shows, I was like, no, I'm not. I don't want it to be done. Like, what do you mean
0: uh, previews for next week?
2: Yeah. I want to watch it now.
0: So it's great. You got spoiled on Netflix. It's spoiled on Daredevil on Netflix and binge watching. Oh, it does. This is old school TV. Yeah, it is. Drive me nuts this week. Well, except on Netflix, you binge it all in one
1: weekend, and then you got to wait
0: a year to do it again. <laughs> yes,
1: that's true.
0: I don't know. I'm thinking about watching Daredevil again already, actually.
1: <laughs> Me too.
0: I, I kind of started it again. <laughs> oh, yeah. I watch some stuff. I'm on six now. No, seven. I'm on seven. Anyway, this isn't the It's All Connected podcast. Yeah, this <laughs> is not that podcast. <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, let's, let's move on to uh, the Flash then, guys. Let's, Grodd yes. lives.
1: Yes!
0: bra Season 1, episode 21, and if you... Uh, like myself and uh, uh, group member Johnny M are a fan of the Big Apes, and this one is for you. This yeah. is oh, also
1: yeah. awesome. Such a great episode. They didn't monkey around one bit. It was so awesome. Ugh. Why'd you let him do that? why
0: you let I, him do I, that? I edit it, <laughs> edit it I out, later. Edit no! out later. But you should have stopped him before he even got started with that. He's right? already yeah. gone bananas, so what could I do?
2: Oh!
0: Anyway, uh, Iris does the voiceover at the beginning of this episode. Like that? I did like that. She just found out who The Flash is. Although Mm -hmm. that whole bit about, you know, finding out a universe of secrets, I thought that was a little much. You know, it's like, oh, come on. It was dramatic. It was a little bit dramatic. It was Um, dramatic. She goes to Barry uh, and, you know, asks her, you know, if uh, there's any leads on Eddie, who got kidnapped. Of course, last episode by the man in yellow, uh, Mm -hmm. Wells, a.k.a. Thawne. I said Thawne, not Thrawn. Okay. Yes, you did. All right, you're Now you
1: said, now you did say Thrawn, and now they right. have to drink. Wait, well, now I one. said Thrawn. That's so two,
0: and drink. that's three. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, she—it's kind of her last chance for him to come clean that he's the Flash. She kind of gives mm-hmm. him an opportunity to to kind of confess, but uh, he doesn't. And just mm-hmm. as he's you know trying to leave or whatever, a armored car truck. An armored car uh, is being attacked by a guy in some serious body armor with a rocket launcher. Looks like the wild card. What's that guy, character, that DC character with the... Uh, wild dog?
2: Wild dog! That's what he made me think of. It wild kind of
0: reminded dog. me of the armor that Slade Wilson wears on Arrow. That too? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Uh, Barry, Barry comes uh, to stop the guy, but something puts a whammy on his mind. and kind of yeah. goes, goes crazy. Kind of sees uh, pictures of you know experimentation and some sort of um, you know a hospital or whatever, and he just he just is able just enough to uh, to get uh, for the the you know the guy attacking the armored car to get away. Barry returns to the lab. Caitlin and Sisko check him out, and uh, Iris just kind of walks in. It's like, oh yeah, hi. I know about the Flash. <laughs> I'm just like, how about? What? Don't they have locks on the doors at Star Labs? Anybody can just walk in.
1: You know, any other time they're looking at security cameras of things and everything else, and this time she just walks and right like, in. And
0: like, they know, and there's a psychotic killer from the future out there gunning for all of them. You think they'd have some security going on? You know, they got they did an arrow. They they totally did an arrow where everybody just walks in the door. Right, <laughs> like Merlin always walking into the arrow. Always. Hey, yeah, oh, you doing? I have my own interests. How you doing? Yeah. And plus, she didn't lock it anyway. Um, so Iris is there. Iris is pissed. Mm-hmm. And it gets worse when uh, Barry lets her know that, that Wells is the man in yellow
2: who oh, kidnapped
0: yeah. Eddie. And, I, and but uh, I, her father said not to tell her. I
2: did like the dialogue
0: with, with him because
2: at first I'm like, oh, Iris, stop being annoying. But she did have good points, though. If this was, you know, if this was you going through this, like you,
0: you know... She did have she did have some good points on why they should have told her. Uh, she's you know the, their excuses that they're trying to protect her, but she's like you know that excuse is getting old. Um, for all of us, yeah, pretty much. Yep. And <laughs> another shipment of gold comes out, and this time the the uh, police department is putting it in an ice cream truck for no reason other than really... <laughs> they're trying to. Con- I, I, well, know, yeah, I didn't but... really get the logic behind that, but. I understand oh. they were
1: trying to do a misdirection there, but they did a really piss-poor job of it. But
0: not on the episode where you're dealing with a telepath. I guess it just happened at the wrong True.
1: episode.
0: The um the man in the mask from before attacks the ice cream truck, so the ruse is worthless anyway. Mm-hmm. Joe was in the back of the truck, and this guy starts shooting everyone around. He's about to kill Joe when Flash shows up and knocks him out. And they pull off the mask, and it's none other than... Uh, dun, dun, dun. General Eileen, Island. as played by, of course, my favorite character actor, Clancy Brown. Yes, was it just me,
2: or did it seem like Joe froze? Maybe when he was uh, when the guy kept walking up to him and walking up to him, he was like, "I don't want to," like he, he stand, you know, he told him to stand down or whatever, and he, he just seemed to freeze, and I don't, I don't know why. Like at first, I thought was
0: Grodd getting in his head too, and but it wasn't that yet. No, no, but he was um. He was looking plenty scared later in the sewers too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I would too. Well, I mean, you know, there's not a lot he could do against a giant uh telepathic gorilla, right? And I'm uh, if... They put eiling down they put eiling down in the pipeline, but they realize mm-hmm. that Eiling isn't home. No, <laughs> not at all. Uh, they they talked to him and uh, they realized that he's been taken over by Starlab's old pet gorilla Grodd. You know, you I you know, hurt me, I hurt Eiling, I am Grodd. Yeah. Fear me. <laughs> that's the scary part. And I mean, that's so coming funny. out of Clancy Brown's mouth, you know, with that kind yeah. of growl and that was awesome. Oh yeah. The uh and Cisco realized that you know the particle accelerator explosion must have uh, you know doubled the whammy of whatever Wells and Eiling were doing to and keep him mind control powers. In addition to being a giant super gorilla. And Joe says that William, you know, this isn't a mistake. Obviously, Wells is sending Grodd, as this a distraction to keep us busy while he's trying to do something. So, plans within plans, within plans. Uh, with some help from Iris, they figure out that uh, Grodd is hiding in the sewers, and they go down there after him. Uh, Cisco, Barry, and Joe. Uh, they find drawings on the wall, which kind of show like Grodd's intelligence growing. Over the past mm-hmm. few months, like first it looks like something a child would draw, and then they're like actual letters and words and and uh, and pictures. And when they run out of pictures, <laughs> they find Grodd himself. Oh yeah, and it's a lot of darkness going on. I mean, they they you know they kind of waited to show off Grodd, uh, but Grodd takes Barry out of action and then kidnaps Joe. And Iris- scary stuff coming down that tunnel though. Like yeah, yeah.
1: You know, and I was really worried that because it's a TV show and a TV show budget that it was going to be, you know, barely passable CGI in the way that they did Grodd. And I have to say, I thought they did a fantastic job considering a TV show budget. Um, you know, I thought it was really well done. Yeah, I, I thought it was too.
0: Yeah, definitely. Barry tells Iris you know, that she shouldn't blame Joe. You know, if she wants to be mad at someone, then then, you know, be mad at me. Uh, at any point, he could have ignored Joe and told her what was going on, but he didn't. Barry admits it. Leave it to mm-hmm. yeah. Superman to take the blame. Yep, yep.
1: Now, I had kind of a problem with Iris' timing on her anger here. Now, I get in the beginning when she first shows up at Star Labs, you know, showcasing some of that anger, but you're in the middle of where Barry and team need to focus on taking down a 900 pound psychic gorilla that, you know, that used, can use telepathic powers to make you do what he is bidding, basically. And, you know, she's just taking that time instead of letting them focus on rescuing her father. She's unleashing well, this
0: anger. I, and I just to be thought, fair, I know, oh, hey, 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 whoa, to be fair, mm-hmm. okay. Her boyfriend was stolen by a psychotic killer from the future, mm-hmm. and nobody told her. Nobody told her, that nothing. Okay. Her father was taken hostage by, a, like you said, 900-pound gorilla, and nobody would have told her if she hadn't found out on her own about burying exactly. everything. So I think she kind of has a right to be pissed. And I felt the motivation of her being angry was spot on. I thought that was justified. right. And totally justified. Totally justified. Yeah, I had no problem. Yeah. No. Well, no...
1: I don't have a problem with her being angry. I agree she needs to be angry, but you need to pick your timing of when you're going to unleash that anger on somebody. This is you're unleashing it on the one person who has the ability to go and, and right the wrong that has happened. You know, save yeah. your time to unleash that on him till later. Yeah, but Chubb, you, but Chubb, you
2: but Chub, it wasn't like they were too they, they sounded confident that they knew what they were doing at this particular time. They were, they were scrambling, trying to figure stuff out. And by
0: not telling her, I can understand. Well, so yeah, they, this is my mother. And she keeps finding out things they didn't tell her. like They didn't tell her that right. Wells killed that other reporter that worked with her. They exactly. didn't tell her that Wells was the man in yellow. Oh, it's right. all these different, like, It's not only that Barry was the Flash. I mean, as the show goes on, she keeps finding out shit they didn't tell because her Because if you think about it, if, if
2: she had known she was in danger or that Eddie might have been in danger she wouldn't have just met him like that. She would have took that phone call and got the warning. She would have, like, there was, it got, you know, when something like that happens, you got to kind of take into consideration. Even when police come to help you, if it's a really dire situation, you, you're scared and you're angry. You get you kind of get what I'm saying? And they took her uh, fiancé, well, well, her boyfriend. They, they took her boyfriend and her father are gone. Like he could be killing them right now. They don't know Brian. where he is. They don't know what to. D- she came up with the. She came up with where he was. If it wasn't for her, they wouldn't have found uh, Grodd. No, like, and I agree. And again, so I understand. I, but I understand her first. Her her reaction was to not even wait for that because she's scared and angry that this stuff is going down. And I can understand why she kind of went off on him because she she didn't just say. She didn't just yell at them. She said, I can help. You don't even have enough uh, uh, faith in me to, to think that I could be helpful to you guys.
1: And she was. No, and I can see that point. And like I said, I have no problem with where her anger is coming from because I totally agree with those points. I'm just saying and maybe I'm just trying to be too logical with it. I'm just saying, from a point of logic, if if I'm facing somebody who I'm totally pissed at, but they're the one person who's going to lead the 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 um you know campaign to right the wrong or to fix it or save or whoever, I'm going to you know maybe let them give. Some verbal cues that I'm not exactly pleased with them at the moment, but I'm not going dis- to. But I'm not going to distract from what they're trying to do. You know, I'm. But I th- you know, it- but you got to think about this. You
2: got to think about this. This wasn't. This isn't just something where you don't know Clark Kent, and you just met him for the first time, and you find out he's Superman, and you don't know either one of them, and he's trying to figure out what's going on. She knows Barry. She know Barry was confused. He didn't know what to do she know she's known barry for years she knows when he's confused she knows when he's scared she knows when he like all those little verbal they know each other very well and she knew barry did not know what to do and that even made her more even angry it may probably made her even angrier about it because he doesn't know what to do and he keep he kept telling her you know that well i'll take care of it i'll take care of it or the flash will take care of it when he was lying to her And now she knows, you know, like, it's all out there now. And she he doesn't know. And she's scared about her father. Like, I I can understand why she came off at him at that time. Because they did not know what to do. They all look confused. Like, what the hell are we going to do? They were in doubt themselves because they didn't have Wells. Like, even though Wells is evil, he was the mentor that they kind of used as the... As they're kind of like their support, their training wheels. When they went, when they dealt with somebody, he kind of kept them focused. Without Wells, now that you find you know Wells is the bad guy. They kind of didn't have that at all. And then they lost Joe. They don't have any of you know. They don't have any kind of mentor there. Yeah, and and, and so this was their. I get it. This and, was their thing.
1: And 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 I stand corrected then. I, but I'm coming from a place of watching this entire season of. Mm-hmm. Team Barry having to deal with more and more crap being piled onto this crap Sunday, and then every time here comes Iris with the crap cherry on top just to make it that much worse. <laughs> and I just and
2: all Iris was doing was living because she didn't know anything was going on. And
1: and and I all just,
2: she knows is that we were friends before this. And I'm just being your friend. I don't know when I walk in and ring the doorbell to come over, and we've been friends. That you're about to fly off and run off and save the world. I don't know if you don't tell me. Damn so, it! Mean, it's, it's that not really her argument against and me. And also,
0: also, Chub, not not everyone has that kind of Jedi level mastery over the emotions like you do. You know I guess exactly I mean I I, guess. I, I almost killed a senior citizen today because she wanted to play 50 lottery tickets in front of my paying for five dollars a gas oh so
1: oh I yeah. had my baby in the car takes, so,
0: yeah I, yeah that takes a lot of so it's uh, not like strength. yeah it's not like you know people you know have not everybody has that kind of control over when they're angry so no I no, I don't new does Bruce Banner. You're
1: true and Never. I stand corrected I, still I mean, Barry
0: even admits that Iris has the right to be mad at him. But then she kind of then he kind of like says, "Hey, you've been lying to me about how you're feeling, girl." And I <laughs> want
1: to make it clear one more time: I never, uh, I never faulted her for having anger about it. It was just the timing. But now you've set me straight; I understand.
0: So uh, the next scene we we see Joe with Grodd in the sewer, and Grodd like has Joe point the gun to his own head. That was so scary. And uh, i got to say, Jesse Elmore did a great acting job with that. He did. You know, because that, <laughs> that would have been was... so, I mean, in a lesser actor's hands, that would have been just stupid. Oh. But he made it look good. He made it look scary, you know. And He scared me for him because I, oh, man. He tried to give Grod a banana oh. and Grod hate banana. Not a good <laughs> move. No. They decide to try the supersonic punch again on Grodd. This time, the one they used on Gurger. Mm. but uh, yeah. Grodd is a little quicker than Barry thinks, and he ends up using he counters the Flash's punch. He sends Barry flying. Um, the head. Why didn't that work though? I think because he he like moved with the motion. You know, what I mean, like kind of like uh, the he, the martial arts he was able to. used where you use the opponent your opponent's strength against them. This so it kind of, of shows how smart he right. is. Right, he's exactly. able to, like, you know, the momentum. How intelligent he's become. And um, they end up on, uh, the Flash has a headset that kind of blocks out Grodd's whammy, but he gets it knocked off of his head, and they're on a train track, a uh, subway train, and uh, Grodd and uh, Barry are fighting, and Barry's, like, got the uh, the Grodd whammy on him. And finally, you know, Iris grabs the microphone and tells, you know, talks Barry through it the same way Wells like, talked him through, you know, vibrating through the, the bus a few episodes right. ago. But he's able to focus on Iris' voice, and because he's able to do that, he can counter Grodd's and kind of pushes him in front of a moving train. Yeah, she knows her man, son. Yep. She knows no body, man. no
1: death, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I really liked the whole, I mean, because that really truly showed their connection right there. And and, and I and, felt, yeah. you know, even though I was wrong about my earlier opinion, um, you know, I felt that this is where she redeemed it. You know, because I hadn't seen this scene yet when I was tweeting about how she was being irrational. But um, yeah, I really liked that connection that uh, they had.
2: I think this was a. I think this was to kind of a smack in the face of Team Flash to kind of say to them, it probably would have been better if she had known about this. Yeah, prove uh, Bruce, early artist, right?
1: But the whole thing yeah. is, 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 and I'm talking from, from Arrow to Flash to Batman to any other superhero team in support of that team. You know, you gotta be careful. I mean, it, I mean, obviously she's been in his life for so long, but you know, are you gonna read in every girlfriend, every person that comes into the team's life? I mean, eventually you're gonna get to the point no. that there's not a secret. So, you, I mean, you gotta be careful who you're reading well, into it, you know? You
2: tr- it's true, but I think what r- really pissed her off is, I'm not that chick that just came into your life two minutes right, ago. Right, right. Like I'm that. I've been there when you lost your mother, when your father was gone. I was there. Like she, she was the one that begged Joe to take him. Plus, in. I
0: think she's really mad they they told Eddie and didn't tell her. Yeah, that, like, right that like a the wound, you know.
2: Yeah, that too. Like, so I, I, you know, all of that is is all of that is is you know, like all of that is coming up. Like everything from from the pilot on, has come into this
0: episode. They um they yeah. have a nice um, after the uh, the fight with Grodd, Caitlin, Cisco, and Barry have a nice moment there, sitting on the treadmill, um where mm-hmm. he says, you know, hey, we can do this without Wells. We did great, you know. I mean, Cisco right. kind of like. Um, kicks himself for not having a more durable design, but, you know, Barry's like, hey, you know, you'll do it next time, you know, and um, then Barry has to talk with Iris, and Iris is like, you know, this is not you know, she does, she has been thinking about Barry, this is a very CW moment here, you know, thinking about her feelings for Barry, but she has to stop because she lives with and loves Eddie, and Barry... Well, she didn't do it Felicity. No. No, she Right. Didn't. But she goes, you know, <laughs> also, what happens when Barry brings him back, and Iris doesn't know
1: uh... although i thought this would have been the perfect place although it could have caused more problems this would have been the perfect place for him to explain you know in an alternate timeline you did tell me this you know but then again do you want to after you she's finally had all this other stuff dumped on her do you want to dump the concept of time travel on her too? No. but, but no. i'm thinking it could have helped his argument of you know i know you feel this way because this happened
2: but then I, it also goes to then you're kind of forcing her to feel this, you know. You're kind of forcing True. me to make that decision. That's something she should be able to make. And I kind of like that she didn't just go, "Me and Eddie have been together, and I love him." All of a sudden, I'm done. Oh, I know is the Flash. I, I'm out. Just me and Barry all the day, every day. True. Like I, I like that she was like, "Listen, I do have these feelings, but that's the dude I live with. Like I, you know, that's the dude I was committed to. I can't just." Do that. I'm not. Joe didn't raise Joe didn't raise a child to be that way. True,
1: exactly. And you see that in both. So I like how the
2: yeah I like how they reacted. Now Felicity, I don't
0: know. She, I'm still feeling a certain kind of way about Felicity. Okay, well we'll get there. Yeah, um, we'll get there. <laughs> the uh, they you know they tell General Island for holding many humans. Now him, he's free to go. But Island, uh-huh. you know, Ireland knows that Barry's the Flash as well. And he says he right. doesn't care because they have a common enemy, who is Wells. And meanwhile, this episode, Wells decides to give Eddie Thawne the, you know, the anti-self-esteem trip by telling him that you know, as, as influential you know group of scientists, politicians, and whatnot uh, that the Thawne family are, Eddie doesn't amount to anything close to that. This is, feels like the turn. Yeah, his career as a police yeah. detective is uneventful. And he's the only son mm-hmm. to be forgotten by history. And he knows because he studied his family tree uh, before he came back. And he calls him a waste of life, a waste of a man. And, then, oh, no, you don't even get the girl. And he flips out his uh, his newspaper that we saw before Ugh. that says Iris Allen in the byline. That is
1: which such makes, a stab. Which makes me doubt my theory I had last week of I thought Wells or Eobard was going to use his little body snatcher thing and become that's what i thought But now i'm wondering if it's not going to be that way but and i i'm just wondering is eddie ever going to become a speedster himself another reverse flash or is it just going to be he's going to end up assisting his his uh, family member in... I think oh, he's going to go
2: dark.
0: Mm-hmm. I think he's going to go, think, go dark. What, oh, I I'm, think
1: he's going to go dark for sure, yeah.
0: I think Thawne's going to use the same whammy machine he used on the original Wells and take over. Like, it'll that's it'll appear I'm that Thawne is dead at the end of the, the, the thing or whatever, but mm-hmm. I think he'll actually be taking over Eddie's body. Or it'd be in
2: mid-transit and they think they stopped it. Right. But they did. Like, he's, he's oh, going to be and in that's him how they end little by little. Reverse
1: flashes.
2: Yeah, that's oh, what oh, I that think. I, 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 when, they, when they did that machine, I kept thinking they know about that. They know that he did that. And I think that when he pulls that thing out to use it on him, if he can't get back home, they're going to flash or cut it off. But those essence, whatever it is that makes Wells Wells, is going to be in Eddie's mind. Yeah. He's going to be there. And he's going to be... He, he, Eddie knows all this deep, dark stuff that's happening. Like, Iris is going to eventually leave him, and, and she has feelings for Barry, and I think he's going to be playing on that. I think Wells is going to be, you know, doing all the whispering of this is what happens if you let him get away, you know, like just slowly, slowly, and he starts to, little by little, it might not even be the next season. You know, like maybe towards the end of next right, season. Right, it'd be something
0: they could slowly always. like have happen over the first half of the season or, you know, and then have right, the Man right. in the Yellow return for the season finale or something and have it be Eddie this mm-hmm. time with the essence of Eobard in him. Cool. But we said that at the end of the episode, you know, Eddie's like, what do you have? And you know, the thing that Wells has been working on all this time, he says, "It's is the key, the key to get me home. He comes out of the hole in the ground when they're, they're, um, they're hiding and he's inside the particle accelerator. Oh. And he plugs the thing into the wall, and that's no. That's where we leave it. Yeah. Don't end. I know. Well, I've seen we've seen the <laughs> we've seen some clips and photos of the the uh, episodes to come with the big showdown. So excited! It's going to be awesome. So and then uh, we'll talk about in the news too about Legends of Tomorrow. Which, yeah. uh, do we have <laughs> do
1: we, do we have one or two more Flash?
0: I think there's episodes. I think there's two Flash and one Arrow. I think the way this is going to uh, play okay. out is that like, the Arrow storyline will gets um, resolved in their finale next week. And then, and oh, then Arrow okay. is supposed to show up on Flash the week after for their finale. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. okay. To help out against the men in yellow. Yeah,
2: so. yeah, Which I cannot wait for because you got Barry I mean, uh, going. You have him standing there and you have uh, Arrow in his new outfit. Mm-hmm. Being all even extra dark, firestorm and firestorm like that looks so cool. That that looks so cool when they do that.
0: Anyway, <laughs> the Flash, awesome this week. We have two more episodes to go. The Flash. Um, mm-hmm. Can't I? I'm I, I'm sad to see it go, but I want to see the finale. It looks like it's going to be awesome. Oh, it does. We we'll see it some of the advanced like... stuff from it, and it looks like a big old showdown. A lot of guest stars. And they're
2: all trained, like, and and just think about it, they all kind of went through their own kind of training to get better since they've separated.
0: Should be interesting, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to Arrow, shall we? Let's. This episode is called This Is Your Sword, and it's the uh, next to the last episode of the Arrow. Once again, there's no reason to, to like Malcolm Merlin at all. <laughs> none, none at all. Yeah, We're this again this week. Betrayal. Yeah, we find at the beginning of the episode that Rachel Ghul um, that um, tells about how Maceo came to the Assassins, uh, League of Assassins, and offered him the Alpha mm-hmm. Omega, um, you know, instead of jewels or riches, which is what he normally get, uh, you know, offered. And then he's going to explain that uh, once the, you know he gets married to his daughter. He's going to, you know, rain death down on Starling City, and it will be, you know, the end of his old life and the beginning of his new life as Rache. Nyssa shows up and is mad about this marriage. Surprise. Oh, she's mad the whole episode. Yeah, no doubt. But, like, not only does Rache expect her to marry Queen, she expects him to bear, her to bear all of his children. Dang. So pretty, pretty bold. Um I thought I was grown. He just
1: wants to be a grandpa. I mean, come on. Do you blame him? <laughs>
0: little demons running around. Um, oh, after all man. this stuff, and this Oliver says he wants to go for a walk to clear his head. Um, he mm-hmm. ends up going out for a walk, and it turns out to be a meeting with Malcolm, where we find out that this whole thing, of him becoming a has been a ruse. It's fine. He tricked me. I don't know about you, you guys. He tricked it's everybody. I mean, especially yeah. Felicity. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, did. I really thought he was brainwashed for a minute. Yeah, no doubt. Um, this is a plan that Malcolm and Oliver concocted. Uh, to save Sterling City from the Alpha Omega, they wanted to make sure you know to find you know get this close. And be, the funny thing is that their plan is working a little too well. Like Malcolm said, it would take them, yes. they would take you know thought it would take him months to become Ray. It should be more than enough time to dismantle the League of Assassins from the inside. But um, he, he sold it too well, and now things are moving on a much quicker timetable. Um, Maceo comes looking for Oliver and sees him sitting by himself. Oliver tells Maceo that he can free him from the League of Assassins when he becomes racial, But Maceo's like, "No, uh, the prison I'm, you know, I'm trapped in. I'll never be free from." And that refers directly to the um, flashbacks. This episode, which are of Accio dying, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But that still bothers me. His motivation. Yeah.
2: That that bothers me, because I know your child died, and I get that, and if it was just about getting vengeance on the people that would do that to your child, I'm with you. But the yeah. whole thing of race and, and poisoning another city, I don't get that motivation. I don't get how he can turn from a person with a conscience like he had to somebody with no conscience at all.
1: Well, I wonder if there's still more to that story that we're not aware of yet.
2: I don't... Oh, I don't know. I don't think so.
1: I think this is pretty much his. You know
2: what? I happened mean, with I him think and, so
1: too. But because I'm in agreement with you, it does seem kind of a strange motivation. But I, I'm just wondering even when he turned back
2: and tried to help. Even when he turned back and tried to help Oliver, like I don't. His wife didn't do anything that was evil, or it betrayed him. Like there was nothing in that. Like I could see if all of this, we he lost a child, blah blah blah, and. His wife was part of it. Well, we it see break. in the end
1: of that flashback, you know, when his kid dies, we don't see much after that. Maybe there is something more to her that we don't know. I yet. think part of, but I, I don't know. I, I think it's pretty straightforward that he
2: turned away from her, and the child
0: died. It kind of haunted him, and he. uh, That's yeah. why he brought the alpha omega to the U.S. Assassins. That's why he turned his wife. He, back on his wife, Katana. I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, you see, you see this, you see this both in
1: art and real life uh, uh, a lot. Um, the where you have couples that have children die, and they start going apart, and they start blaming each other. First, they're blaming themselves; they're blaming each other. I mean, he could have, you know, unwarranted blame towards his wife.
2: That, but even know, with their fight, he didn't he didn't come off as blaming her. Like, if they had put in the dialogue when they were fighting... True. ...that he did blame her, like, this was your fault, you you did this, or whatever, then I could see. But he didn't even do it that way. On the contrary, just he like,
0: her. he's like, thank you for
2: releasing yes. me from my prison. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: I'm not in a pri- And then, But the whole thing is, you were never in a prison, fool. You, I mean, you were in mourning of your child, which you're never going to get over. I understand that. You would never get over that. That pain will always be with him. But I don't understand why you would in turn go with a dude and use this weapon knowing that he's going to use it on other parents with other children. That's my issue. He's He's not that evil type of person that they have not portrayed him at all as being that type of person that would be down with something like that. If anything, I thought he would turn on Roz when he found out he was going to use that weapon on that on the on the city, and that's how he dies. That's what I, I think would have been, it would have played out better to me if that's what had happened. Like he, he was fighting with his wife, yeah. and then he finds out Roz lied and didn't tell him he was going to use his weapon on on uh, Starling City, and then he come to find out your Roz that you had put on a pedestal of going after bad guys. Is a bad guy himself because he's going to use it on this town, on this city. And all these other children are, are going to be murdered. Then I could see him turn and then try to fight Roz. And, of course, Roz would, you know, decimate him because he's better trained. Well, it also takes
0: all of Roz and, the center of the story. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I mean, you're it's right. called Arrow. It's kind of about yeah. right. <laughs> Maybe if he killed him really quick. Maybe if he killed him really quick. <laughs> sure. Um, back in Starling. Team Arrow is still fighting crime. It's uh, Diggle and Canary out on the streets. Um, out on the streets, up a Canary cry that uh, Cisco whipped up for her is doing doing gangbuster. Uh, Diggle has got some anger issues though.
2: Yeah, but you know who, blame, uh, Felicity... you know, who blames
0: him? You know, who could blame him you know, after Oliver you... and you know did what he did with his wife, and then um, you know Felicity's kind of in denial. You know, like like kind of. Oliver said to me, you know, Oliver, my Oliver died yeah. when he joined the league and all this other stuff. All right, That's fine. I'm here yeah. for her. I'm sure she'll find that comforting in almost no way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um will dump you like she did poor Adam. And this is the thing that gets me. How close is Nanda Parabas to Sterling City? Oh, uh, right that's two down. <laughs> Two
2: blocks Merlin
0: goes back and forth from there you know, like three or four times this episode. It seems like, you know. I think he walked. Yeah. Oh, he just walks. Like <laughs> he didn't a, even use Through a yet. path. I think. Through a path. Yeah, he just walks. Um, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Malcolm summons Team Arrow for a meeting. He tells him what, uh, him and as he calls it, a charade, Oliver charade. Mm-hmm. You know, tells him what's up with the Alpha Omega virus. But, of course, none of them believe him because, you know, he's Merlin. Right. But um, yeah. he brought Tatsu with him. Katama to try mm-hmm. to convince him. And then, uh, you know, Diggle knows about the, the history with Tatsu and everything, but they, uh, but, you know, uh, Felicity does not. And, uh, Diggle and Laurel agree to travel with Malcolm and Tatsu. Felicity, uh, says no way, but then she has a conversation with Tatsu about, you know, the way she lost Maceo by, you know, losing mm-hmm. him to the league, and uh, she changes her mind and decides to come along. Yeah, this, Fel- this angry Felicity is a little bit much, we uh, we yeah. show them we show them uh, going to Nanda Parbat. They know where the plane. costume uh, knows where the plane is that Rachel Ghul wants to use to drop the Alpha Omega onto Starling City. Um, she is, by the way, in the full katana gear this episode, even mm-hmm. the mask and everything, which is pretty. Which awesome. looked which awesome. Was, it did. It looked really good. Yeah. Um, it, it was weird that Laurel was with them fighting against the lead assassin dudes, but. And not dying because yes, she's fighting. All
2: time. Yeah, that was too weird for me. I'm uh, sorry, but you, a couple of training sessions with... Uh, and all of a sudden she's kicking everybody's butt. butt, yeah. No. If she used to cry on people, then that's one thing. But, uh, yeah, it was a little bit too... I, I know they had to get to the story,
0: but it was a little bit too, uh,
2: too smooth for me.
0: Felicity gets within hacking distance of the plane... But unfortunately, she, uh, her her tablet gets shot while she's trying to hack into the plane, and the plane takes off. But she has a backup plan Ray Palmer, the atom. And mm-hmm. in a very Iron Man 1 scene, <laughs> with the fighter sure jet. Sure was. Uh, yep. He goes up to the fighter jet and dodges a missile, and then. Uh, what,
2: he has shields. Fly, I guess. He
0: flies right through the center of the plane and crashes yeah. to the ground. He he must have just did some modifications, because uh, his his thing, at first, it was like if you kicked it too hard, it would well, just I know sure. now, there was I, a one episode I, where Oliver did it, you know, like, stamp an arrow he in the battery pack, and it was all over for him. <laughs> he,
1: he was out. I thought when he showed airplane. up, I thought when he mm-hmm. showed up with the guy that had the, the laser beam eyes, I thought he had shields. They weren't very effective, but I thought that he had them then. I- he said he did. Yeah. <laughs> he said he did, and then he blew him away.
2: It was cool. I, I like seeing him be there. I, 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 I just felt bad for him, man. He's doing all this and being there for no her.
0: Forever stuck in the friend zone.
2: Like you broke up with me two I minutes know, ago. Here I
0: am, Lewis. For you, and now you <laughs> to power about for your old, for your ex boyfriend. I mean,
2: throwing. okay, he's a hero, and throw in, there's a virus and the whole thing. Of course he's got to help, but he's just a little too nice about it. It makes me just feel even worse for him.
0: It's kind of been his character all along, though, I mean. It is. It, it, it's totally his character. Um, it's totally his character. Miceo and Maceo uh, and his wife fight. Um, mm-hmm. It's really, really well choreographed uh, sword fight. Very well oh, shot, I right? like the way they did it. But uh, Mm -hmm. eventually uh, Tatsu overcomes Maceo and he dies in his wife's arms. He thanks her for releasing him from his prison. Um, But it turns out it was all in vain because the virus wasn't on that plane and Rache has it still in his hand and here's him and Oliver and you're going in the dungeon. Damn it. it. Um, They lock him in the dungeon. They process the big news that Oliver's getting married to Nissa. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Save the date.
0: Um, everyone in the cell except for Malcolm uh, doubts that Oliver will let them live. Uh, they've all lost faith in him, it seems. Um, yes, the uh, Oliver calls for Diggle to be brought uh, it, with him to talk. He talks for like five minutes, but um, it's not enough for Diggle. And uh, anyway, he says Oliver went too far bring his wife. There's no coming back from this. And he
2: yeah, but that
0: is silly to me because
2: if he calls you like. The kidnapping, I'm, 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 I understand you being mad about it, but the whole thing of he called, like, there was no reason why he had to call you up. If he was really fully in the league, there would be no reason for him to
0: try to explain to you that he's not in the league. He
2: just would have killed you.
0: Well, here's the thing. I I think we're going to see something in the next episode that maybe he passed off to Diggle, like maybe an antidote. That's what I'm thinking. antidote yeah, to that alpha omega that he gives him at the end of the episode, or the, you know. Yeah. Or yeah, you know, or something like that. Because there's no way they're all dead, right? No,
2: no I way. kept waiting for them to like open up, but I guess they're going to wait till next. So they'll probably have like a
0: flashback scene where it. they showed this scene, but they'll show it from a different angle where he passes. Well, yeah, yeah he and, stuck
1: something in him. Yeah. yeah. yeah David Ramsey, him him. remember he said when I talked to him, you know, this season ended. There's going to be some game changing things that are going to just set up season four completely. So. Very interesting to see what happens, and I, I think something was passed off to him.
0: Yeah. Um, We're then going to see him with Ration Malcolm, where Malcolm says, Hey, Oliver has been fooling you this whole time.
2: What? Dick.
0: Of course you have. Dick move. Totally Merlin. Totally Merlin being Merlin. Doing what he does. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to die. As my good friend CJ says, he does what he does. Uh,
2: what
0: <laughs> does he do? um, I don't want to die. So uh, Oliver tells Raish, you know, he would never betray Raish because he has nothing to go back to after everything is done. Yo. Yep. He's like, you know, I've already done all this other stuff for you. What more do you want? So he takes Oliver down to the dungeon where his friends are and tells, uh, mm-hmm. tells him to, you know, throw this vial of the Alpha Omega in there and let your friends
1: die. Do it!
0: Uh, everybody's pleading with Oliver, but their words fall on deaf ears. He throws it in there, and then uh, shuts the door behind him. And you watch him sure as uh, Oliver and Nissa are getting married, and Nissa tries to cut Oliver's throat in the middle of the ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have that at least. Uh, they get married while Timero is dying of the Alpha Omega virus in their cell, and now Oliver is Ibn Al Ghul, son of the demon. Yes. Uh, Meanwhile, we have another storyline going on where Thea tracks down Roy. They get it on. Roy's like, you're running away from your life. And Thea's like, no, I'm running to you. But then Roy is like, i got to get away from you. See you later. (laughs) And leaves her in the speedy jacket. I don't even want it. You look good, right. Yeah.
1: Now, somebody I was talking with at work about this. And, and I hadn't seen it yet because I didn't get to see because I had stormed here last night. I just watched here. But they were saying about he went by the name Jason and that there's a theory that he's going to become Jason Todd. Mm. And I, but, uh, I just find that oh, to be a oh. big
0: stretch. It's too close to the Batman universe.
1: They're, yeah, uh, yeah, they're I don't like really
0: finicky about what things in the Batman universe you know, you're allowed. They're allowed to play with, and, and I mean, they can't even refer yeah. to Gotham City in the show or whatever. So, I doubt yeah. they're going to let him have Jason Todd in a meaningful way.
2: No, and we don't even know if he'll even be back at all. If they don't work out their contract stuff right. yeah. the
0: next season, he just won't be back. So he, um, you know, he gives her like a basically a dear, a dear feel letter, and mm-hmm. uh, that's this episode of The Arrow. Everybody's dead, guys. I guess the show's over.
1: Yeah. So. Oh well. Yeah. You know why? The,
0: the, you, you know, know it. Why it doesn't bother me? Because <laughs> of why? the news that we have about these other shows. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth! <laughs> if you are listening to this show, I imagine you are. Because why? How else could you hear my voice right now? Um, go to the DCTV Podcast Facebook group and join. We have several members. We have a lot more people listening to this show than we have members in the Facebook group, so do that. Also, please give us iTunes reviews. We'd really appreciate it a lot. We've got two. No. No, sir.
1: We have three.
0: Ooh. Who is the new action review, please?
1: So we, we have another five-star review that is titled Great Geeky Stuff, and it is by Suburban Hood. And Suburban Hood says, easily the best TV review podcast on the Internet. Wow. They know know their geeky stuff and are not afraid to say they love or say they hate something. They don't get overly nerdy like you hear in some podcasts. Great geeky stuff. So we now have three iTunes reviews. Wow. Now, if you want a free,
2: I'm talking free now, free, free free copy of any dc movie or even an episode of a tv show if you a dc uh warner brother tv show just leave an itunes review five seconds take you five seconds write a good one and we're going to have somebody pick out the best one and you'll get a free digital copy of any of those uh you know WBDC movies.
1: And so far we have, we have three really good reviews, so there's some competition there that you're going to have to go up against, but you That's know, right. the, the the more the merrier. And uh so get
2: get this done. We're going to we get this done before what is the last show, the last
0: episode of of uh I, zombie or flash? Uh, Which one is first? Which one comes last? i zombie well, it's thirteen episodes. Okay, of the season that is five more episodes. All right, when I Zombie ends, the season
2: finale of I Zombie, that is when it's the, we're stopping the contest, and we're going to pick from whoever has left us a, a nineteen year from there. Did
1: you say, Daryl? Did you say that it's free?
2: I, I said it was free. It's
1: free, people. It's free. It takes I, just a few moments of your time to write us a review. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's not free for me because i got to pay for it. But, I mean, it's free for you guys that do the review if you win.
1: <laughs>
0: Just saying. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So get it out. Make it good. We, uh, we always uh, invite your comments and queries on the uh, Facebook group. We have a lot of comments about the Gotham season finale, as you might well imagine. Um, Brian Arnold wrote in. I said in a Facebook status that Gotham is the most WTFiest series I've seen this season. <laughs> uh, and as I referenced before, John Davis said when Fish and her gang showed up, I could hear Beat It playing in the background. Um, <laughs> soldier. Um, Anthony Kennedy wanted to know why Fish had beef with Gordon and why the hell is Selena falling with Fish? What's the point of a 13-year-old Bruce Wayne having a bath cave? And was I the only one who wanted Leslie to kill Barbara? No, you were not. Nope. No. Uh, Robert Cooper agreed. (laughs) No, I was also hoping Leslie would push Barbara into that sweet embrace. (laughs) I hope we are done with her and fish. Um, Anthony Kennedy goes on, uh, Gotham has a foundation of a good show. If they focus on the mob and procedural aspects instead of paying lip service to, hey, these are characters you will come to love. Uh, Let's be honest, for the average viewer, they only care about Batman, Joker, maybe Catwoman, Two-Face. From the Batman mythos, And why would non-comic book fans care about Riddler, Penguin, Poison Ivy, and whoever else? Uh, And finally, uh, Robert Cooper said, my wife was pretty fired up about how creepy the Riddler was during his psychotic break. And she's read like one one Batman comic. (laughs) She also loves Penguin Mm -hmm. on the show, so I think there is more interest. These characters well,
2: Penguin act. has been the
0: breakout favorite, I think. Out, oh yeah, out of, out of totally agree. He's probably one of Rock. the strongest strongest actors on the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. Robin
1: Lord Taylor was on the Nerdist podcast this last week, and it was a very interesting interview talking about his journey to playing Penguin and how that character, how he's helped define it, based on you know he he talks about how. When he took the role, he got to meet Jeff Johns and he's like, Hey, can you tell me some certain titles? And Jeff Johns sent him crates of comic books on the penguin and all this other stuff. But it's really interesting how he went from, you know, being pretty much just a stage actor and a character actor to what he's become as the penguin. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, after you listen to HHWLOD podcasts and Taylor Network podcasts, check out that Nerdist episode. It's pretty interesting.
2: And don't tell Donnie you listen to the Nerdist because he will beat you up. You got beef like with that. Hardwick,
0: man. You got, you got beef, beef with Hardwick. Hardwick. Uh, I start. like Hardwick. Um, uh-oh. There's been an interesting thing uh, that we've been talking about on DCTV uh, podcast. also uh, I've been reading on other groups. Uh, Jerry Conway wrote this interesting Tumblr article about how DC's using mm-hmm. both sides of the uh, derivative character argument to keep from paying royalties to their writers and creators. Uh, it's a lot more detailed and a lot more, uh, nuanced than I have time to go into on a podcast, but suffice to say, go to the DC TV, um, Facebook group and you can read all about there. There They're all the pertinent links. It's it's pretty interesting. Kind of, kind of skeevy, uh, in a way. Uh, we also got our first look at the suicide squad guys. Uh, the group photo that we got this week. Uh, I know everybody's griping about Harley and stuff, but I kind of like it. I'm I'm down. I'm good.
1: I don't get it. I think she uh, looks great. Yeah. And, and, and that's
0: just one of her outfits. That's yeah, that's I mean, nice I mean how there's many, there's many different ways have learned. you seen Harley Quinn cosplayed? I mean, you know.
2: Exactly. The, the video game
0: here. that every... At well, E2 that's the video, video game everybody loves. Yep.
1: Yeah, it,
2: it, yeah, that, that costumes from the video. Well, game. and yeah. at C
1: two E two the other week, I can't tell you I, there were probably at least thirty to forty Harley Quinn cosplays, and not one of them were alike. And 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 to be, piggyback on that, after the photo came out, the current writer and artist of the Harley Quinn comics, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor, highly praised how she looks and thinks it's great. So. You know, if it's good enough for the person who's currently doing the comic about that character, I think it should be good enough for
0: everyone mm-hmm. else.
1: And that argument aside, I think she looks awesome.
0: Oh, yeah. great. Yeah, Bruce not look great. Uh, Bruce, Tim, and Bruce Tim agreed. They were talking to him about his new uh, Gods and Monsters uh, uh, Justice League story. Which, by the way, I don't know if you guys caught that article or not. Uh, Machinima, the uh, YouTube channel, uh, they also have mm-hmm. an app on smart TVs. Uh, is making a new original Justice League series based it on is. the Gods and Monsters characters that are being put out by Bruce Timm in yeah. this in this uh, DVD. Can't wait. They're also putting Can't out wait. a... a based on, uh, it's based on the old Dial H for Hero called Hashtag mm-hmm. for Hero. Come on, um, so they're using, like, social media as a gimmick instead of, like, a little golden dial, which kind of makes sense or whatever.
1: Now, I missed that All part right. of it. I loved... Dial H for Hero. That was a great comic, great character, all that stuff.
0: So now, I didn't see that. That's awesome. Yeah, and they're also holding a contest. Um, they're going to sp- pick um, eight uh, um, nominee or eight uh, finalists uh, to do a twelve uh, a minute pilot for a Starman series. Mm-hmm. I guess they're going to look for the Jack Knight Starman from <laughs> the nineties. Yeah, I would think so. so. they're probably be the easiest one to adapt. to to, to television or whatever, but I mean, we're going to have like all new, brand new, exclusive DC TV only on the interwebs. So
1: is our podcast about to become six hours long each episode? Yeah, we're
0: going to have to branch out, I think. Yeah, pretty much. We're just going to have to open a branch office or something. Um, There's also a a great interview with uh, Bruno Heller. Um, the the um, the executive producer and uh, one of the showrunners from Gotham, all about season two, and uh, what, what they what you can look forward to uh, on Gotham in season two because it has been renewed. Speaking of shows that have been renewed and picked up, Eyes Zombie has been renewed for a second season. Yay! Soon. So glad. Yeah, I, I am back. too. I mean, they're glad they're going to give that show a chance and anything. I, I think it's starting to find an audience, especially with you know a big lead-in from the Flash like that.
1: Um, now I haven't mm-hmm. read the article yet. are they gonna order a full like 22 episode season did it say or is it just
2: No, they don't do that. what they, what that means is they're gonna make like they did with Gotham, they'll make the first what how many did they did 10?
1: They did six of Gotham at first.
2: Okay, so they'll have a certain number they'll do as the ratings progress, they'll just do the rest. If it's if the ratings hold, they'll do the rest of the season. But instead of just being that pilot, at least it's going to be a series. Right.
0: So awesome. Um, also, we got news that uh, a couple other very interesting DC shows have gotten picked up as well. Supergirl has oh, been yeah. ordered to series at CBS. Mm-hmm. This is before the pilot's yeah. even aired. I mean, we're supposed to be getting a trailer on the Supergirl show. I think next week is it the 14th or 15th. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. And they said that the well, the report has
2: been. Hollywood reporters have said that the sources of people who have actually uh, working for CBS said so the executive watched the pilot and they liked the pilot so much that they said, we need to have this uh, go to
0: series instead of just being a pilot and wait. Yeah. So it's going straight to series. Uh, also another show that we've been intensely interested in now has a title and has been picked up for, <laughs> for a full series and that is going to be yes. called legends of tomorrow. I don't know why.
2: We don't know why. We know that we know the title is bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> had, it would even be better if they just left it legends instead
1: of saying Legends of Tomorrow. I, I don't, I don't have, even know why they did it. I don't tomorrow. have an issue with that. I mean, and, you know, I think it would have been fine just Legends, but I I don't take issue with Legends of Tomorrow. It kind of has a you know um,
0: Legion of superheroes feel to it. Channel. yeah um, the the official plot synopsis uh goes like this quote when heroes alone are not enough the world needs legends having seen the future one he will desperately try to prevent from happening time-traveling rogue rip hunter is tasked with assembling a disparate group of both heroes and villains to confront an unstoppable threat one in which not only is the planet at stake but all of time itself can this ragtag team fe- defeat an immortal threat unlike anything they have ever known? Now that is—I did not expect the villain part. No, of, I did not. In but it. just to keep everyone clear, this show is going to feature Brandon Routh as uh, Ray Palmer the Atom, uh, Wentworth Miller as, you know, of course Leonard Stark, Captain Cold, Dominic Purcell mm-hmm. as McRory Heatwave, uh, Victor Garber as Doctor Martin Stein in Half a Firestorm, uh, Katie Lotz, Sarah Lance. We guess, although her character did die. Um, and, and Sierra Renee, who's going to be playing Hawkgirl. Uh, Franz Drame, who's going to be playing Jay Jackson, who has not been, you know, named as a, a you know, superhero yet or whatever. And uh, Arthur Darville, who's going to be playing Rip Hunter from uh, Doctor Who.
1: And I'm sure plenty of uh, cameos and crossovers with other shows that are currently Good there.
0: Thing everything
1: but
2: sarah is so easy to fix because you just drop her into lazarus but
0: yeah or like you could grab her up from a point in time before that's true down, too you know that's, that's, time that's travel you can fix a lot yeah. of things so. yeah and then he I, brings I, her back and then he hmm?
1: well i was going to say i'm leaning more towards the time travel thing because isn't it and i don't know if they've established this so much in the tv universe but isn't it the longer someone is dead the more chances of them coming back as something worse yeah. out of the Lazarus pit, and she's been dead yeah. for what seven, eight months now, something like that. Well, they
2: also said that when you do bring somebody back, period, they come back changed. Right, and, and they did that to Thea, and all she did was jump out of the the water like a vampire, and then now she's fine. She just wanted to get get yeah. back
0: with Roy as soon as she got out of there. Exactly.
2: That's all she did. Like the, so, the I mean...
0: because it's full of uh, uh, Viagra that works in both sexes. I mean,
2: even though they they put in the line the, 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 the ominous warning of,
0: <laughs> if you put her
2: in the water, the person you put in the water will not be the person that comes out of the water. Right? <laughs> and she's exactly the same as she was when she went in the water. So, I don't know. It, maybe they will do the pluck out of time before... Um, before she's killed, which would, or maybe they pluck her out from another timeline. Mm-hmm.
0: Could be too. Yeah. It could have been a could be an Earth that maybe died. Maybe she had to maybe die for Earth. Earth to survive. You know. You never know. Let's see what. This, know. I can't wait to see what they do though.
2: I just want them to, to get her and then bring her to uh, Starling City and then walk up to her father and say, "You're just being a dick."
1: <laughs> yeah. I
2: mean, I know you're going to, you miss me because I was dead, but really, Dad, you just, you, come on.
0: I, um, I, here's something that's very interesting to me, though. Um, and go right in line with the, uh, the Legends of Tomorrow, um, um, announcements. Uh, the, uh, Sierra Renee, who's playing, uh, Hawk Girl, Kendra Saunders, and, mm-hmm. and says that, uh, tweeted to her family, or, or tweeted to her followers, uh, be sure to catch me and some of my castmates on the season finale of The Flash. Hmm?
1: Yeah, I saw that.
0: So, I mean, we oh. we already know that Firestorm is going to be in the season finale. Is this going to be like an all-star team up? Is this going to be like our the Justice League we've been talking about and and hoping for? I mean, oh,
1: I hope so.
2: Or, be awesome. Or maybe whatever Wells did, does with the time machine or whatever. Maybe that is what activates Rip to have to come here.
0: Oh. that uh, would make sense if yeah, you were like if you were like yeah. the the part of the threat or whatever or activated the threat yeah. you could be the time trapper or something. Yeah. Interesting by meddling too much of the time. Well I'm or what I'm thinking is, you know Maybe you know, Flash calls in all the favors he can get, and like Firestorm, you know, met Hawkgirl Girl along the way or something, and brings her along. And you know, that that could like, be it could too. see like a little, I mean, we could potentially see like a little preview of this Legends of Tomorrow show in the not only the Flash, but I'm wondering, but I'm wondering if this
2: little team that they're building is going to be because it's made because it has villains too. I wonder if this team will be a little secret for now, and then it'll get revealed as the season progresses. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think Flash is going to be too comfortable with uh, Captain Cold and Heat Wave on the team. Yeah, and Arrow either. I don't think they either one of them is comfortable with that. Yeah. Yeah, Well, but then
1: with Barry. But then then you find out. Well, with Barry coming to that understanding with Cold of you're going to do your thing, just don't put people in danger and all that. You know if cold is doing something that is helping a greater good i think barry might be kind of behind that
0: or you could use, the, no, or he could use the, uh, the argument hey you know if the world gets dest- destroyed what are you going to have to loot you know <laughs> you're not going to have any true
2: yeah that could you're totally not any game but, but if you're thinking or, you know. but if you're thinking in the, your first reaction i would say for barry would probably be if the world is in serious danger i will give my life to save the world but I will not let that world rest on the shoulders of Captain Cole and Heat and anybody that would want them to be, you know, that would pick them. And then on the, for Arrow, I could see them hiding it because of Sarah. And then he finds out that Sarah is alive. Yeah. And that's a, that'll be a big deal for him and, and, and Team Arrow if Sarah is alive again. And, and, and then no one told us to. Like that, you know. There's a world that would be of
1: possibilities out there.
2: Well, it's the CW, so I, actually, you know, what I'm counting on the CW to make it that they're going to have it. It's a secret, and she can't see any of them, Nissa. None of them. She, if she Nissa survives, she can't see any of them until after this thing is over.
1: Kind of like a Suicide Squad, Secret Six, kind of, kind of thing, where it's just complete. Something like
2: that. I mean, and I think that, of course, I think that she will wind up bumping into them anyway because they'll probably have to fight something and then, you know, somehow it'll come out. But I think in the beginning of this thing, the angst will be
0: that they cannot, she cannot contact her family. Well, everybody, that brings us to the end of another DCTV podcast. If you are geekly inclined, I imagine you would be because you've been listening to this podcast for quite a while, Um, then go to hhwlod.com. Uh, we have the Walking Dead TV podcast there where we cover all the episodes of The Walking Dead. Uh, we have the Whedonverse podcast with uh, the Clairvoyant and Mr. Universe going episode by episode through all the Joss Whedon stuff. Uh, they're still working their way through Buffy right now, but of course they're going to get to Firefly and all the other good stuff. So definitely check that out. We also have uh, The Black Box um, and uh, Tales from the Attic, whenever Donnie decides to get around to doing it again, and of course the Godfathers yeah. of Soul themselves, the H-H-W-L-O- the HHW Half Hour Wasted guys themselves, who just put out their uh, Avengers Age of Ultron review, it was pretty, pretty comical, so you should definitely check that out, hhwlod.com, your one-stop shop for all kinds of geeky stuff, and once you have exhausted those podcasting possibilities, and you need some more stuff for your ever-hungry ear holes, and go on over to the Taylor network podcast.com. Cause there's so many more shows over there that you will love and enjoy, including nothing's on in which Mr. Daryl and myself and Mr. Donnie Salvo, as he referred to him, that diva, uh, talk TV and movies all the time. There's uh, no apologies. The, uh, the take no prisoners, no holds barred geeky talking show. There's yeah, I said it. There's uh, J.K.'s happy hour. There is uh, Wade world with Martheus Wade. Um, all kinds of great stuff over there. Uh, Arts and Crap, the Comic Rack Snarkcast. So many good podcasts over there. com, Check it out all the time, nationwide. And until next week, gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Really appreciate it. Oh, it was a great old time. And next week we have the finale of The Arrow, the penultimate yes. episode of The Flash, and then another wonderful episode of Zombie to talk about. So until mm-hmm. then gentlemen we are ghosts good night we are ghosts. i am oliver queen you are not oliver queen you are ibn oh. al ghul son of the demon fine whatever whatever pays more <laughs> <laughs>